So in a month, you could have all 30 nights booked at a hundred bucks a night and you make 3000 or you could increase your price to 150 maybe and have, and a few people who were going to book now don't book your place and book something else that was cheaper. And so maybe you get 25 nights booked and 25 times 150 is I think still more than 3000 bucks, right? So yes, you lost on occupancy, but you gained something on revenue. And, and the key is to like, how do you find that, that right sweet spot? Because if, if you increase the prices to 150 and now you got 20 nights booked, then you're actually making even like with uh, price of hundred and everything booked. Now you're, you're even with it. Right. So everybody's answer is going to be different. Welcome to short-term rental solutions, a show for hosts and property managers looking to overcome obstacles, maximize revenue and optimize their short-term rental business by learning from the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Hey everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show. I'm your host, Christiane Crump, and today we're talking about one of my favorite topics, which is revenue management. We spend so much time and money putting together amazing properties that we hope will really excite guests and perform very well, but a key part of making sure that the investment of time and money that we put into our properties actually plays out is by being really careful and cognizant of revenue management. And so that's why I invited Anurag Verma, one of the co-founders of Price Labs, to join us today and have a conversation and educate us a little bit about some aspects of revenue management. So Anurag, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, Christiane. Glad to be here. Yeah, I, I can't wait for us to jump in and, you know, kind of let people know a little bit more about price labs and revenue management. But before we do that, there may be people who, you know, aren't familiar yeah. with you and price labs. Right. So do, you mind, yeah. <laughs> do you mind taking just a minute and educating us um, on kind of your background and how you came to price labs? Absolutely. Yeah. And it might go a little more than a minute. Sorry about that. That's <laughs> but, okay. That's uh, okay. Yeah, so I I did my grad school in applied math, a branch of applied math, and there are many ways you can go after that. One of that was I started off a role in the research department in United Airlines, where a lot of mathematical modeling was done for all kinds of problems. And my, my core interest was actually nothing to do with pricing at that time. It was more to do with like network planning, which is like, you know, what plane should fly where at what time and to meet the demand in the best ways possible. And so I did that for a year or two. And then th there was this opportunity in the revenue management side of things, which seemed exciting and I, I got into it. And I'm so, so glad I did because it was a very new learning experience. And yeah, just figuring out how airlines do pricing was uh, sort of eye-opening, right? Because I mean, everybody knows about uh, when you travel every date is a different price depending on where you fly from and where you uh, have your uh, whether it's a direct flight or one stop how should prices change and all of those things right so got exposed to a lot of that somewhere in there one of my friends from undergrad was in chicago and he started hosting on airbnb and 
his first as he was putting his property on was like hey like i i did everything but like i had to come up with a guess on what the price should be uh-huh. right so he's like one i had to come up with a guess and then that guess was the same price for every night of the year and he's like i know when chicago marathon happens a ton of people come in like how much higher should i go I, um, and chicago marathon is something i know about there are plenty of things i don't know about where i potentially should increase the prices and how will i get to know about it right so he he and i started talking about like yeah that's actually a real problem and we thought okay maybe we should try to solve this problem in some way right and then that's where price lab started off to say okay large companies like united airlines or hotel chains have a lot of tools available to figure out how to change prices when to change prices how much uh, to increase or decrease by like in february there's nobody not nobody but very few people come to chicago in in february given it's so cold so how do we attract the few people who are coming and make sure they book with us like so sometimes you have to lower prices sometimes you have to increase so that's where it it started out with to say for the everyday homeowner or a property manager with 20 homes or even 100 homes there's just not enough data and not enough expertise to be able to solve this at the same time recognizing again this is from united that like even at united where we had a team of about 40 data scientists we would build the solutions and then there was a team of like 150 market analysts who who were more revenue managers who would sit on the system and and fine tune it like there are some things that the algorithm didn't see in its data but the revenue managers like i live in this market i know something is coming up it's just announced which is why it might not be showing up in the data and they would go in and put in adjustments right so so recognizing that it's it's not uh, so we wanted to build in the revenue management solution and not like a like set like dynamic pricing solution where like you turn something on and then forget about it it's a system where like we help you we aid you we automate a ton for you but you are also able to give your input so like that's that's kind of been the philosophy of price labs and how we started and how i got started in, in all of this that's that's amazing and that background yeah. in the airline industry i mean you're absolutely right the price of airline tickets is constantly yeah. changing and yeah. we know that that's part of the way that they make sure they're optimizing you know the revenue yeah. that they bring in as yeah. an airline and you know what i forgot to mention something right at the beginning when we kind of kicked things off but i want everybody listening and watching today to know that onrag has been very generous in the sense that after we finish you know kind of the traditional podcast portion of the show he and i are going to keep talking and we're going to actually go into the price labs platform and he's going to show us around and i've asked him to show us in particular some of his most favorite features or some of the things that you know are easy to overlook that he thinks are just amazing. So I can't wait for that part of the show. And so if you're listening to the podcast, be sure to follow the link in the show notes to come over to YouTube and watch that tail end of this recording because, you know, I think it's going to be great and we're going to learn a ton through that portion too. So, real quick, in case there's people who are new to the industry, kind of brand new, you've already kind of summarized it, but this concept of what dynamic pricing and what revenue management is, right? It's basically this concept of being able to not just have a fixed rate all year long, be able to analyze, you know, local factors that can affect demand and yeah. potential pricing. Um and that 
just like your friend said before software like price labs was almost impossible for hosts and property managers to do for this short-term rental industry right so i would say it was impossible you could do it you you just had to spend a lot of time doing it and sometimes you didn't have all the data to be able to do it right i'll, I'll give two examples uh, on this like you can scan through all the news the internet to figure out what small little event is happening even like what events are happening in your area the problem that comes up is sometimes we see demand shoot up in a city or a town or a beachfront like small town where there is like nothing published anywhere and you're like what exactly is happening and, and it turns out that there was a wedding with 200 people like it, it's not listed on some event page anywhere it, it's a private wedding like it's not open to everyone kind of a thing of course so like sometimes you you don't get and even when you do know something is coming you don't know the magnitude of it right so maybe it's a big it seems like a big event but maybe everybody coming there is is local like in which case there will be very little demand for short term rentals right the other piece is also that you it's not like you set prices for next summer and then leave it there you i mean that's what people would do or used to do right but every day that goes by we learn something about how is next summer shaping up or how is the memorial day shaping up or mlk day shaping up right and if if the demand is softer we would automatically every day as we go in if we recognize that okay uh, the demand seems softer than before we'll, we'll go in and lower the prices to say okay whatever little demand is showing up we want to try and capture that on the other hand maybe the demand is a lot stronger than before in which case like we'll say okay like we thought you should increase your prices by 20 percent or 30 percent now we are saying you can increase by 40 percent and those kinds of things are like tedious right like it, it's very hard for us to go as human beings and, and say okay what have i learned from yesterday and go update all my rates like just up, the act of updating rates on different OTAs takes takes a lot of time so figuring out how should it update and then going and doing making that change it's something software is built for right so yeah uh, that those those things matter yeah yeah well and you know i'm gonna since you guys are kind of in the thick of mm -hmm. this day in yes. and day out and looking at things you know as we're looking at the beginning of 2024 and yeah. you know the different pressures on the industry yeah. and individual markets are you guys seeing anything that could potentially be indicative of, you know, how the market's potentially shaping up for the beginning of the year? So compared to 2023, so the way we think of it, like the way we look at this data to answer this kind of a question is to say, how were January, February, March, and in fact, even next summer, how were they booked as of December 14th, 2022? for the upcoming year and how are they looking right now for the upcoming year, right? Uh, so for example, in Chicago, if January was right now 20% booked, but last year it was 25% booked as of right now, as of December 14, 2022, we call this pacing. We say this year, this January seems to be pacing behind, which means 
whatever, maybe January last year, it's low season in, in Chicago. Maybe it booked 35%. This year, we should expect lesser than that. So we are saying demand is softer, right? This was an example. So this is how we measure it. For next summer, which is for a lot of people, the peak season, this question is a little hard to answer right now because a lot of the flurry of bookings for next summer will start showing up in Jan. So like right now, it's too early to predict next summer. But generally speaking, for Jan, Feb, March, things seem to be holding same as what they were at, at a broad market level. Every market, every city is going to be different. But broadly looking at the US market, things are even with last year, which isn't to say that's great news because 2023 generally was softer than 2022. So, but at least it's not getting worse from the signals that we see so far. Yeah, well, that is good to know. And, you know, 2023 has been such a funny, it was such a funny year in the sense that some yeah. markets still saw super strong demand and yeah. some operators were getting, you know, record pricing and occupancy, yeah. but then others, you know, for a variety of factors, you know, yeah. felt more pressure in pricing and occupancy. So that will be interesting to continue to keep an eye on I, that. I will, I will say uh, three in Europe was generally very strong. In US, generally speaking, it has like the vast, vast majority of markets have, have seen it as softer than 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, one of the things that when people are thinking about pricing, you know, what you were talking about, you know, looking at pacing and, but there's this kind of balancing act of, yeah. you know, maybe knowing that you have a really unique property or, you know, yeah. feeling like it's kind of a luxury property and wanting to kind of, you know, hold on what you yeah. hope to get as your nightly rate versus, yeah. you know, looking at, you know, potentially softer demand in a market and yeah. being willing to kind of drop your rates and, yeah. and, you know, a revenue management strategy strategy based on average nightly rate or a revenue mm -hmm. management strategy based on occupancy. What are your thoughts on how people should be balancing that? So to your first question, like the second question is where I want to spend more time. But the first question, even if, so every home is unique, like that's just the, the nature of it, right? And unlike hotels where rooms in a different hotels are very similar to each other, homes are just unique. And that makes it much harder to price them. And that's where most pricing systems will ask, ask you as the homeowner to sort of give us a baseline of like, hey, in, in your opinion, and we'll give you data around it to say like, you might think it should go for 800 bucks a night, but look at the market. Like there is like half the three bedroom homes are below 300 bucks a night. There are a few that go to 600, but nobody goes to 800. Like even if you are luxurious to them, uh, unless you have something outstanding that people will pay double or triple for, like uh, we, we'll show you that data, right? You still have the flexibility to say, no, yes, I am like a three bedroom, but a three bedroom that is comes with so many amenities that it is totally worth it. You can start off by putting that price to say on average, make me 800 bucks a night we'll give you then feedback to say, okay, you're just not getting booked potentially, in which case you'll find out very soon. And this is with or without a revenue management system, like that's revenue management where you set a price and if you're just not getting bookings at all, you say, okay, I need to lower my prices. Like that, that's the nature of it. 
there is also the other side like maybe you put it out at 800 you keep getting booked like maybe you are truly exceptional in some way that people really want you and if you're getting booked to the point where like you rarely have availability going in like next three months are completely booked out on an ongoing basis systems will tell you you should recognize that okay maybe i should try 900 right like maybe i'm undervaluing even though I'm, I'm more expensive than everything in the market, I'm undervalued, right? So all of these things can be controlled in any revenue management system. Like it's, it's not like we force a price down your throat kind of a thing. Yeah. Now, coming to the other question of like, okay, should we focus on occupancy or should we focus on ADR? The true right answer is in some ways preference of, of folks. There are folks who say, this is my second home. I don't rely on income from it. I want to make sure it stays in pristine condition. And if somebody is willing to pay this very high ADR, I'll take a booking. Otherwise I'm okay with not doing it. Sure. That that's your preference for the vast majority of folks. The revenue actually matters from, from a vacation home. They do rely on it to pay the mortgage or to, to make ends meet. And in that case, it's important to know that the, what truly matters is the multiplication of those two occupancy and ADR. So in a month, you could have all 30 nights booked at a hundred bucks a night and you make 3000 or you could increase your price to 150 maybe and have, and a few people who were going to book now don't book your place and book something else that was cheaper and so maybe you get 25 nights booked and 25 times 150 is i think still more than 3000 bucks right so yes you lost on occupancy but you gained something on revenue and and the key is to like how do you find that that right sweet spot because if, if you increase the prices to 150 and now you got 20 nights booked then you're actually making even like with uh, price of 100 and everything booked now you're, you're even with it right so everybody's answer is going to be different. Our system will help you get to that right sweet spot to say, okay, when are you? And, and one of the ways to see it is like, if your next six months is pretty well booked already, that kind of might mean, and the answer depends on every market, but that kind of might mean that like, okay, very few people have started booking for next summer, but you already have your next six months booked, which kind of means you must be like really cheap compared to what you could have been, right? So how far do you get booked? How occupied is your calendar? All of those give you signals. So like if you're getting a lot of bookings, consider raising your prices and see if uh, people still keep booking. If you increase your prices by 20% and the number of bookings reduces by less than 20%, you're going to make more money. So uh, the other sort of uh, trade-off here is I, I talked about people who are very, they don't uh, depend on this income, but there are also people who really depend on this income and might be very risk averse in saying it helps me sleep better at night to know that for the next six months, I'm, I'm pretty well booked and I'm going to get this guaranteed amount of, of money. Right. So like, I don't want to be in a position where like a lot of bookings are coming in last minute. I might make more money overall, but. I, in the off chance that I don't get booked last minute, I don't make anything. So, so there is that risk uh, profile of each, each property manager or each host that, that should be considered here as well. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So imagine I gave you one of my properties for like yeah. 24 hours and I, or yeah. 48 hours, let's give you a couple of yeah. days. And I'm like, okay, help me with yeah. revenue management for my property. I'm, I'm turning it over yeah. to you. What, yeah. give me like, okay, your mind starts turning. We're going to look at this, 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 what, yeah. what's that going to look like? Yeah. So I'm first going to, without paying anything, I'm going to first put it up on price labs not to publish the prices from price labs into into your home directly but more for analysis perspective right so and this is i'm sort of doing advertising here but you can create a free account and do a trial and see all kinds of data there without paying anything to to us what i would want to look at is what kind of bookings and we have this bi tool where you can see what what are what have been your annual trends every year like what's your high season what's your low season a lot of times we see that there is a high season where you make more money your revenue has been higher your occupancy has been higher but your adr chart will look flat which basically tells us oh you've basically been pricing flat so far there is an easy opportunity here like in high season increase your rate a little bit and low season decrease your rate a little bit right if if that doesn't necessarily happen where like you do you you are already doing some amount of revenue management and have been increasing and decreasing prices then we next want to look at some of the deeper stuff like how far out do you get booked usually and and i mentioned this already but and how far out does the market get booked so like if you're in a market where uh, so far nobody has started booking for next summer and you are already pretty well booked that to us is like you, you just need to raise prices and this is if you're get if you're being the first one to get picked out in the market then either you're truly truly exceptional and people in spite of cheaper properties being available people are picking you because of that in which case you still can bump up your prices like if, if you're getting booked that far or you're so price so low that that you're literally like one of the cheapest options out there, in which case also you can, you can bump up your prices, right? Second one is looking at your day of week kind of trends to say, okay, how is my, how is my week, how are my weekends looking? How are my weekdays looking? Different markets are different. There are some markets where seven night bookings are common. There are some markets where weekend bookings are common. Are you reducing your midweek prices to attract some of these other guests? that may not be there for the weekend, but maybe you are passing through the town and need a place to stay overnight. Which brings us to the next one. What's the length of stay that you're getting? So, and this is one of the common things that we see, and I won't want to call it a mistake. It's again a preference that folks have three or four night minimums on their properties, right? And the other side of it is people who have one night minimum stay on their property. If you have a one night minimum stay, what can happen is you get for during high season when a lot of longer bookings might be happening, you get a one night booking and now you can't get those longer stays around that one night booking because th there is a break in the calendar, right? On the other hand, if you have a very high minimum stay, then the market might be the kind where shorter stays do happen a lot and you're missing out on it, right? So the solution we recommend usually to people and, and we have data to show why it works is start off with a minimum stay that is a little higher farther out so like have those three or four nights minimum far out 
And what you're trying to say is, if you're booking six months out, I don't want a one night stay. Like I, I want longer stays or even a two night stay. If you're booking a weekend that far out in a weekend heavy market, I would rather get Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday booked together than get a two night booking. And then with no hope of the Thursday and the Sunday getting booked that that's just gone. And as it gets closer, reduce it to two or uh, if you're open like midweek in the next one week, reduce it even to one, because you're saying I generally don't want one night stays, but if there is a transient, like uh, somebody making a road trip wants to stay overnight midweek, I'm anyways, not getting any midweek demand. Sure. I'll take it. All of these are preferences. Of course, like there are reasons people don't just to never want to do a one night stay and in that case you don't, but being aware of what kind of demand exists in the market and what are you getting? Because if you have a three or four night stay, you'll never get a two night booking. You might think nobody books two nights in your market, but in the market, there might be demand for it. So like being, being aware of those things. Yeah. Well, you know what? If I was a listener here and was wanting to make sure that I was bringing my A game to my revenue management, I would be listening to this segment that you just did. Listen, pause, go look at my properties and how they're performing. Listen to the next chunk pause, go back and look, because you really gave us some good suggestions of things to be looking for and looking at, at how our property is performing and what the market is probably indicating. So thank you. That was a really good kind of micro tutorial. <laughs> yeah, there, there's so much more like checking your rates against the market. Like uh, if, if I can add one more here, it's in high season when the market is going to be very, very well booked, you don't want to be priced like middle of the market or even lower end of the market. If 90% of the market is going to be booked, you can charge a little more knowing that your chances of getting booked are, are very high. And then back to the Chicago example, if February is going to be 35% booked, you don't want to be middle of the market. You, you do want to say, okay, if I want a booking in February, I need to be on the lower end of the market to be able to take something. Right. So just knowing where your market sits and in different parts of the year, and then adjusting your prices accordingly is, is helpful. Yeah, that's great. All right. Well, Anurag, thank you so much for joining us on the show today and, you know, talking to us a little bit about revenue management, things we need to know and understand and how we could do it a little bit better. I know that you guys were willing to give an offer to the people who listened to our show today and, you know, invite them to come over and check out Price Labs. And it was a 30-day free trial of Price Labs and including portfolio analytics tools and one market dashboard and a $10 credit in, for Price Labs. Yes. So we are going to put a link to that in the show notes so everybody can Perfect. find that and have a chance yeah. to go check that out. So before we wrap up real quick, I want to know, is there anything exciting on the horizon for Price Labs? Yeah, uh, a few different uh, things on the on our roadmap. Uh, one of them coming up early in Q1, uh, where we we are known for dynamic pricing in general. We do have a product for market dashboards which you, which you just spoke about, but we are also creating something that will make it much much easier for customers to be able to, for any location around the world, be able to say, okay. If you are acquiring a new property or if you are if you are a property manager who's 
who gets a request from an owner to say, okay, I, I want to start managing this property. How much should I expect to make? You're creating a tool to make it a lot easier uh, on that front. And this is, this is a new product, but then every single product all the time, we are rolling out constant updates to make it more accurate, simpler to use, easier to use and, and things like that. So we are very excited for what, what's coming up, a lot of reporting and a lot of data tools coming up on, on our front. That's great. Well, that will be fun to be able to, you know, utilize that tool because that is one of the things that is this part of the process every single time when you're looking yeah. at investing or wanting yeah. to put together projections for, yeah. you know, property managers wanting to put together projections for their yeah. owners. So that'll be great to be able to find that yeah. and you do that within Price Labs as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, very, very excited about that. So thank you again for joining us on the show today. And everybody who's listening, if you haven't had a chance to yet, uh, make sure you go over to STR Hub and check out what we've got there. We're adding new information all the time about the different companies and resources that are out there for people in the short-term rental industry. Our goal really is to help you find and connect with the companies and service providers that will help move your business in the direction that works best for you and helps you maximize revenue and optimize your short-term rental business. So be sure to head over there, check out our guides, check out some of the free resources that we have. So we'll make sure we have all that information as links in the show notes and be sure to join us next time when we have our next conversation with the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, we need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email. Christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.